Hey, I wanted to revisit the last video that I uploaded called Scared Ponytail Cop Blanks Unarmed Homeless Man because, you know, some people were making some comments and I want to respond to it. It is easy to sit here behind a keyboard and a monitor and start saying what I would have done in that situation and this person shouldn't have done that. I think there's some pretty basic clues in the way this female cop handled this. But I didn't spend enough time on the 911 call, and I have since talked to a 911 operator that I personally know to ask her what she would have done if she got this kind of call. Let's go ahead and let's listen to the 911 call again, and then I want to highlight some of the things that this 911 dispatcher actually said. Station Deputy Don Porter, how can I help you? Hello. Um, calling from the Wisolentia Mall. Just calling because we basically have this transient who was... We were causing issues at first, but we found him sleeping in front of these. We tried talking to him. I know, you know, it's part of property. You can't sleep here, but he does not want to leave at all. Like, he just basically just wants to start a fight whenever we go up to him to make him leave. He wants to start a fight whenever we go up to him, is what he said. And then he says this. Um, do you want us to come there and trespass him? Yeah, basically, like, just to come down here and just make him leave property. Because whenever we try to talk to him, he just gets really irate and just basically just says, that's important because in my opinion, the system failed both the guy who was offed and the female cop put them both in a really bad situation. He says, whenever we try to talk to him, he just gets really irate and basically says the only way I'm going to get out of here is if I put one of you in a chokehold. So what is the response of the LA County Sheriff's Department. Hey, uh, hey, is Lorraine back there an accountant? Go ahead and send her. That is not what you would want to do. The deputy's name is Lorena Gonzalez, according to the crime scene investigation report. And this person right here said, it's easy to second guess someone from behind the keyboard, but when you are in danger, it is not always easy to do the right thing. Fair enough, fair enough. As far as I'm concerned, the officer was right to you know what the guy because he was advancing on her well she should have never been in that situation number one because according to the dispatcher i talked to she said there is no way i would send one person out there i would at least send two males so i wanted to talk a little bit about what possibly was going on with this guy right here let's go ahead and get his image up there his name was christopher lee mercurio he was 50 years old this is him right here. And it was obvious from the get-go when she engaged in a conversation with him that this guy has some issues that need special handling. And it probably would have been a good idea for this cop, like I said in the last video, to exercise some options instead of jumping right to lethal force. There's something that this 911 operator told me that's something called excited delirium. And they would just assume right off the cuff when the guy called into dispatch saying, whenever we try to talk to him, he gets really irate and basically starts threatening bodily harm. They would automatically assume that there's probably an element of drug use here. And then there's this condition called excited delirium. 
Throughout the 19th century and early 20th century, excited delirium was used to describe an emotional and agitated state related to drug overdose and withdrawal or poisonings similar to catatonia or Bell's mania, with some believing them to be the same condition. Now, what they say is of the many possibilities for excited delirium, the syndrome today appears to be mostly associated with the abuse of cocaine or amphetamine and with endogenous, which means coming from the internal part or or originating from inside mental disease such as schizophrenia. And the interesting part about this is there is an aspect of superhuman strength. Whether you're talking about a male or female, excited delirium is used as a field diagnosis by first responders across the country. Officers in many police departments are officially taught to look for superhuman strength and police noncompliance as symptoms of a syndrome that could kill the subject of an emergency call or induce that person to kill them. And when, if you looked at the body cam footage from police activity, the unedited version, when she fires the first shot, it's almost like it didn't phase him at all. It's like he just brushed it off like it was a fly. Just kind of looked down and just kept going after her. On the second one, same thing. It almost looks like it didn't phase him when he walked back to his sleeping bag and, you know, ended up expiring. So I did want to, I want to share with you the element. I don't want to be unfair to anybody. I don't want to be unfair to a a person who's not a cop and I don't want to be unfair to the cop. I just think if you have a call where somebody has already established an aggressive posture and is threatening people, the last thing you want to do is send out one police officer, let alone a tiny female police officer who's definitely not going to be able to handle it because when you corner her, what's she going to do? She's going to want to preserve her life. That's understandable. Every one of us would want to preserve our lives. Maybe we would go at it a little bit differently. Maybe we wouldn't wouldn't, uh, reach for lethal. Maybe we would have tried to taser. And some people might argue, well, if the nine millimeter or the 40 cal didn't take him down, what do you expect a taser to do? She didn't even try. She didn't even know. Maybe she suspected that the guy's on drugs and oh, I'm in trouble here if he gets he if he grabs my wrist and then he pulls me in and he's already threatened to, you know, take care of me good good and well. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure this female officer her adrenaline was going. It was just a bad situation all around. This guy was showing signs of not being reasonable, rational, or stable. And she could have exercised options, but to begin with, the 911 dispatcher should have said, well, the, the, we, we have the, I don't know what the 911 dispatcher said to the cops. We know what the person said to the 911 dispatcher. Now the question is, did the 911 dispatcher convey the vital information that any cop arriving on the scene would need to know so that they would be prepared to handle this situation? If not, that 911 dispatcher, from what I understand, can be held liable. You let me know if this is reasonable. Steven Sanders says, don't blame her. I would have popped his, you know what, if he came at me with threats. I don't know if I would have. And you never know unless you're in that situation, but I just don't know if I would have. Would you Would you have? If somebody's coming at you and you don't perceive that they have a knife or any other kind of deadly weapon, would you actually draw your firearm? Cops should never just walk away, this person says. Really? Cops should never walk away? She does not know if he's armed or not. Suppose she walks away and then he hurts someone. You would be critical for her not standing her ground. I don't know. 
I don't know. There's always another option. There's always another way. And I just think that the comedy of errors here started with what information did the police department get for one cop to show up on the scene of somebody who was clearly aggressive, clearly making threats? I would want to know that. Call back up, uh, head toward the cruiser. When backup arrives, everyone has their tasers out, put him in custody, and then everyone potentially lives. But we also know that there's a, there's a group mentality that happens when a bunch of law enforcers show up because you know think about eric garner that guy got on him choked him out other officers are not getting off of him not letting him breathe and he expires think about daniel shaver there's five well-armed well-defended because they have their kevlar vests and everything on they're all tacked out daniel shavers in his t-shirt and shorts that's that's all he's got he's trying to do his best to obey the commands of Philip Brailsford and his henchmen, and yet they still end up ending his life. So I get it. When more officers come, it doesn't usually end up good for the perp. It's important to get the right information. When you get the right information, you can make the right adjustments. I just don't think that they were fair to the female police officer who arrived on the scene, nor were they fair to the guy who ended up ended up expiring. You guys let me know what you think about this. I want to be fair to my fellow human beings whether they're in a uniform or not, whether they come as agents of the state or not. I want to look at these things and try to figure out what the heck could have been done better where everybody walks away alive. What could have been done better where everybody walks away and justice was actually done? What could have been done? I truly believe that none of us is greater than all of us. Whatever I'm blind to, maybe you can see the deficiencies in my blind spot and vice versa because we just need each other. Leave your thoughts. I appreciate you guys joining the channel. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, hit the like, you know, share this video with everybody you know, and I will see you in the next video.